You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is Rusty here, and with me in this episode is Steve from Precision Rifle Products. How you going, Steve? Yeah, not too bad, Rusty. How are you going? I'm doing pretty well, mate. Thanks for coming in tonight. Ah, that's no problem. So, Steve, your um, your company is Precision Rifle Products. Can you want to tell us a little bit about what you guys do? Yeah, um, well, basically what we do is we manufacture products, namely chassis at the moment, as well as a few other long-range uh, rifle tools that will be coming out soon. But one of the other ones we use for um, developing uh, your correct height for your rifle before you buy a set of scope rings is our scope ring tool okay cool yep. and so you said you got a couple of chassis as well yeah we do we have our bullpup chassis which basically can convert your remington 700 into a bullpup rifle as well as we have the ticker one coming out in a few weeks which will be pretty good oh nice cool and um, we have our modular chassis which is a more of a standard configuration but it's incredibly lightweight and um quite configurable Fantastic, mate. So, um, this is your company? Yes, yeah, is my company. We've been around for uh, I think we started about four years ago in our development. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's been 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 a bit of uh, time in the works. Oh, definitely. There's a, been a lot of. Uh, we started with our bullpup chassis first of all, and um, it's just the development in that being the first in the world is um, yeah. It's just taken that long. It's yeah, amazing. Right. Yeah. So you're uh, you're the first one to do that sort of thing as an aftermarket chassis. Yeah, definitely for the Remington 700. Yeah. Oh, cool, mate. And and um, before we go too much deeper into those details, you're obviously a shooter, I, I take it. Oh yeah, definitely. I've been shooting for probably about a decade, but I've been interested in guns since I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Oh, fantastic, mate. So, um, tell us more. Obviously, the, the bullpup is seems to be your main uh, product line at the moment. Yep. How did you come about uh, deciding to do that? Oh, basically, um, yeah, I'm quite a creative person. I've been um, developing a lot of products just for my other business, which is basically I design things for a living. And um, that'll help. Yeah, yeah, it does. Absolutely. It does. It's quite quite useful. And I've seen, and, and that's not shooting related. No, it's not shooting. Thing? That's completely different. Okay. Um, and basically, yeah, I got the idea one day that I wanted a bullpup rifle, mm-hmm. and Went back and forward and refined it and refined it and got it out the range and got a lot of interest in it. And I was like, okay, well, I made one for me. I might as well make them for other people. How long did it take you to get from thinking or deciding you wanted a bullpup chassis to actually having one? Did, well, uh, did I it think, take a while? Yeah, it definitely did, especially the trigger mechanism took a fair while, just trying to make it safe as well as make it a really good because this thing's basically almost a target rifle i use it for shooting f class i use it for out hunting i use it for a lot of different things yeah okay oh very good and so how long did it take you was it uh well so it took us about um about two years of refinement i think it's about seven different trigger setups we put in it by the (laughs) end of it yeah i was getting very over it that's always the question isn't with any sort of bullpup design is how you um, how you get a good trigger that works. And I guess in this case, because you're using already an existing rifle uh, with the Remington and now the Ticker, that's even even more of a challenge. Yeah, that's correct. It's um, basically you've got a trigger to work with and we've gone with a different design to the way they usually work. Was, there's usually a pushing motion on the trigger. 
but we've actually flipped it around and gone a bit tricky and gone with a pulling motion. So there's no flex in the trigger and it gives it more of a direct feel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a bit different then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well done. And and what's your – so where, where are you up to with the ballpup now? You're – you're to market, you're selling them? Oh, or? definitely. You can get them now. Uh, we have our store, uh, Precision Rifle Products. And, yep. um, yeah. Oh, we'll certainly put a link in yep. the show notes for that, for sure. Um, and and the feedback, how that's, how's that been? Yeah, it's been great. People have been very impressed with the quality and the machining. It's um, We're using a lot of the state-of-the-art equipment to do it all. And, yep. yeah, the tolerances are kept very minimal. It's, it's, I'm really proud of the way it's actually come out. Fantastic, mate. And... Um, your your other product, you said you've got a, another chassis? Oh, we've got, yes, our modular chassis, which is, um, as I said, it's a standard configuration. It's for Remington 700 as well. We have a ticker coming very shortly as well. The two most popular... Um, yeah, two most popular Yeah, yeah, yeah basically, yeah. Yep, yep. yep. For aftermarket stuff, for sure. Yeah, and that's basically uses a lot of interchangeable parts on a modern sporting rifle platform. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, uses Accurate International Mags as a standard. Um, is that the same in the bullpup? Yeah, they both use the AI-type mags. Yep. They're quite easy to source. Yep. Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. So for those who are not familiar with the bullpup layout, can you yep. run us through um, how it looks, what, what's different on it, and why would someone consider that sort of as an option, really? Well, basically the bullpup brings the magazine behind the grip instead of the front and brings all the weight more back towards your shoulder. Sure. And... Um, we find with that, with our ballpup design, it keeps our actual perfect balance point is right in the grip. Oh, okay, so, where the handle is. Yep. Yeah, right where the handle is. And you find that there's minimal weight over the front, and that makes it very easy to point. Yep. And, um, yeah, no, it's uh, worked quite well. Uh, it's quite manoeuvrable. It's incredibly short. We keep, with being legal, though, it's <laughs> definitely course. legal, always. Yep. Yep. Um, is that that's legal in all states? Uh, we got depending on the length of your barrel. If you if you have a, uh, I think it's eighteen inch barrel, you're quite fine in every state. Except I think New South Wales is eight hundred millimeter minimum, but everything else, the whole chassis is actually slightly over seven fifty. Okay, so you can go oh, a bit right. shorter with your barrel, but it just look a bit funny. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that's really good. Um, and sorry to to interrupt you, but yeah, obviously it's just short is is a benefit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, it makes it a bit easier to get out the side of a ute if you're going out hunting, or um, yeah, just and also there's, as I said, there's no weight over the front because uh, I know a lot of rifles are quite front and heavy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with big, big solid barrels. On yeah, them, definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely a, a man that has a lot of heavy barrels on my rifles. <laughs> absolutely, we were uh, we we're preaching to the choir in that case. So the the two complaints or the two things that I'm always asked about with bullpups, not necessarily complaints, is the triggers. And then also having the bolt back sort of um, in what is probably initially more of an uncomfortable position. So it's not, you're not sort of in front of you. Yep. You, you have to bring your hand back and almost sort of punch yourself in the face, so to speak. Um, obviously not punch yourself in the face, hopefully. Um, what, how have you found that with your setup? Well, we've found basically with the bolt lifting issue is... It's just technique, and like everything, after about half hour, hour behind the rifle at the range, mm-hmm. you find you get used to it, and just, a, yeah, it's basically, as you just train yourself to do it, as our Australian military be using bullpup rifles, they don't have the... I was going to say, they yeah, don't have the... Uh, they don't have the bolt handle, <laughs> bolt. but it definitely, um, it's very similar functioning with the magazine release and all that as well, um, so crosses over quite simple, but as I said, the bolt 
It's just a, a more of a technique. Okay, so so yeah. with enough time on the rifle, it's, it's not, not oh, an issue. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's still yeah. very quick and and well as oh, quick as it can be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's quite. Yeah, I've had no trouble with it. When guys have gone, they've been a bit ah oh, hum and hawing. But as soon as they get on, they're like, yeah, I didn't even know why I was worried about that. Yeah, cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, I I I have shot it, uh, but I haven't spent a huge amount of time with it, so I probably haven't overcome my uh, my manipulation technique there. Um, but. Yeah, I'm sure if we spent, I mean, I'm talking, you know, 10 minutes or so. So that's obviously by your standards, not enough time to perhaps overcome that. Um, yeah. yeah, which is good. And, and have you have you used it hunting or have you had much feedback from, from a hunting point of view? Uh, yeah, I've had a bit out hunting a few times, but I've been trying to actually get out more. Unfortunately, time and building this business has taken a lot of a toll, <laughs> as they always do. Always true, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, we spend most of our time out at the range shooting the longer distances in F class. So we shoot mm-hmm. from 300 out to about 1100. And sure. Yeah. No, and that's good fun. How has it been received in F class? Oh, uh, well, everyone basically jokingly calls it a pistol because of how <laughs> short it is. But, um, yep. yeah, the scores, scores say what scores say. And at the end of the day, you can't really complain with that, can you? Well, that depends on how good the scores well, are. Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're assuming the scores are okay? Yeah, or, no, we're having quite a good run with that. Or no different than your Oh, field. definitely not. I've run this rifle back-to-back in the bullpup and standard, and I've also run several different rifles in either configuration. There's no sure. difference, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're not necessarily getting a massive accuracy gain. We do get a slight one, just because um, oh. of the way we V-bed the receiver into the action, which is uh, quite a good uh, way to mount them. Okay, sure, but you're um you're not seeing any detriment to go this way. Oh, definitely not. No. And there's if you're looking for a shorter sort of setup with a, a different configuration and something that looks pretty cool because you had it in here earlier and it does look pretty cool. Yeah, that, yeah. That's obviously uh, yes yeah, some benefits. I mean, certainly you you don't want any um any downside to your accuracy. You don't want any. Diminution. No, that's exactly right. That's why right. we're constantly chasing to get precision accuracy. Hmm. And yeah, this is definitely one of the things that gets you in the right direction. So the um, obviously the big bullpup uh, around is the DTA um, or the Desert Tech as they're called now. Um, have you used one of them? And and where does this sit? I mean, this is obviously only a chassis to work with the Remington versus a, a switch barrel rifle. So perhaps it's an un- unfair comparison. Yeah, there's a fair bit of apples and oranges there. Yeah, you, you're right. Um, in terms of, have you used the two? At all? Have you, have you used the DTAs? I haven't personally used the DTA, but I've had a lot of uh, feedback from the shows because we've been doing shot shows all this year. We've done a couple with you. Sure. And yep. um, a lot of guys that have come up have had DTAs, mm-hmm. and they say they're just almost identical in feel and weight. It's Yeah, they can't believe how close they actually are. Okay. Yeah, yeah right, because obviously that's a very strong bullpup design. Um, yeah, definitely. Been... It's a great piece of uh, engineering there. Mm. But they've got their they're, they're, uh, launched as rifles, so a fair point to say it's an unfair comparison. Um, but it is interesting to see if, if people have got DTAs, how these compare. Perhaps because they may have a DTA, but they may also have a Remy or a Ticker or something that they like the the setup and wouldn't mind changing over uh, their standard stock or whatever stock they have to something that mimics their other gun. Is it, is it, is it that close that it, you would feel natural with it? Yeah, uh, I don't think you'll really have too much of a trouble with it at all because, as I said, I think there's about 100, 150 grams difference between the two. It's wow. that close. And, um, yeah, right. The, other, the only thing that you'll probably change, even though the DTAs do have this as a feature, we actually use a two-stage trigger like a lot of the high-end rifles. Yes. 
um, to, which is uh, just more of a safety feature than anything to get it and to keep our trigger crisp. Otherwise, we'd have to play around with that and yep. we lose a lot of um, trigger. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the control you'd get. Yeah, that's right. Oh, very good, mate. So um, that was obviously your leading product and what, what gave you the idea to start the, the business that you started. And and your modular has come on since then. Yeah. T- tell us where that, the thought was from there. Yeah, we weren't really going to go with a uh, standard configuration chassis as there's so many of them on the market. There's, but there's no end of them. Yeah, yeah that's exactly absolutely. right. But we thought we might actually do it if we can come up with something different. And we came up with the hinge design to remove the bolt, which is also can remove the entire lower assembly to adjust the trigger and get in and clean. Sure. Yep. And because of the two-piece design as well, you can actually have just one bottom and interchange it between different rifles, which is actually quite cost-effective. Okay, so just so run us through. You've got a hinge design um, chassis. So is we talking sort of like an AR type? Setup yeah, like a modern can, sporting rifle type setup. Yeah, you can you can yeah you've got your upper and your lower and, yep. and they're pinned together at the front and yep. then you open that up. And and obviously in a bolt gun like this, you, you're able to remove your bolt out. Yep, that's right. And, and so you're saying, are you, are you suggesting that the other um, chassis don't have that set up to re- remove the bolt in that? Moment? No, no, I've never actually seen one do that. A lot of them, they have you just remove the cheek piece to bring it out. Which, okay. um, yeah, I thought we'd go different. Sure. So, um, what's what's the benefit? Obviously, it's different. Is there a particular benefit of that? Uh, yeah. Basically, if anyone's actually has seen our design it's actually a complete straight line like there's a lot of modern rifles out there which is benefit for muzzle rise keeps all the recoil in a straight line which um most other stocks as you would know actually have that slight down loop for the uh, uh cheek piece yeah for the rear of the stock yeah it drops, right. drops away again and then you either have to get a rising cheek piece or, or or something like that to bring you back up in line with the scope and i saw it before it's got a quarter on the front so you have to have your scope fairly high yeah, it. that's exactly right. Yep. Yep. Um, so you obviously want to go with with a fairly high cheek piece, but you're saying you, you've actually offset that already. Yeah, that's correct. To yeah. The design of it. Yep. Okay. And and you mentioned you can have multiple. Now run that past me again. Multiple rifles with the same. Yeah, with the same stock because if it uses the modern sporting type uh, butt stocks, uh, buffer tubes, and yep. grips and all that. Um, basically. You only need one of the lower, and you can actually interchange it with uh, a couple of different rifles if you have them. Okay, so the the, the barrel action is bolted into yeah what we would call the top the, the top the, of the, yeah, the upper, upper that's yeah, right yeah for lack of a better term yeah and then that will on the hinge pin go into the bottom so yeah you probably save yourself a bit of money and I'm guessing then that you can buy that upper for lack of a better oh yeah definitely yep. set as a separate item. Yep. And interchange that across. Yep, definitely. And as we bring on other lines as well, we might bring on a, a, a so-called upper for like a, your rimfire, so you can interchange between the two and get a lot of practice in. Oh wow! Okay, that's um, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, or or if you're going, I guess if you've got a Remy short action and a Remy long action, you could interchange those. Is that going to be that? Yeah, that we've extent? left a lot of design space in there to be able to have it, so you can. As uh, you said, change from the short to long action, depending on what you want to do at what time. Well, I've always always wondered why it was called the modular chassis, and I think I've just worked it out Yeah, now. it's almost like the uh, iPhone of chassis, hopefully. That many <laughs> different parts that can be interchanged with it. Yeah, okay. Ah, very good. Um, 
cool, mate. And you you also said that you've got another little tool. Now we've play, been playing with this scope tool tonight, um, and made a bit of a video of how to use it. Um, I'll let you explain it. It's your it's your invention. Yeah. Um. Basically, as a uh, shooter, when you get a new rifle, you usually have a new scope you put on. And um, as a few years, about a year and a half ago now, I was trying to work out which height rings to buy and. I thought, because uh, with my design, I have a 3D printer, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to print something up and see if I can make an adjustable slide or gauge to determine what height rings I need before I go and buy them. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that's what it is. Yeah, that's basically it, and you just put it on, move it, and yeah, it's a bloody uh, really good piece of equipment. So you're not buying the, the wrong rings and taking them no, home? No, no, I got quite sick of uh, doing that, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so you can buy the rings that are, are set, obviously, by this device. Yep. And then you don't have to take them back to the shop the next day and say, yeah, I've got the wrong ones. Can you get these in? And inevitably, they don't have them in stock, so you have to order them in. They're always two or three weeks away. And oh, you've that's got to, exactly right. You've got to shoot on this weekend or something. Especially when they're big dollar rings too, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine, yeah, spending two or three hundred bucks on rings. You want them to fit. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, cool. So that's um, that's obviously something available from your website as well. Oh, definitely. Yep, you get it from our Precision Rifles website. Uh, we've got a couple uh, stores that sell it. We've got Southern Shooters, uh, Projectile Warehouse. That's They're the, one. the ones that sell Projectile it. Projectile yep. Warehouse sell it, and SDS Targets as well. So all you yep. basically all of our sponsors is where you've uh, yep. you've got it connected to, which is uh, fantastic. Um, Brilliant. So, Steve, tell us a bit more about your shooting background. You said you've been shooting for about a decade, but always been interested in guns. Yep. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, it started out as you usually do. I actually originally, I want to get a paintball gun. Right. And yeah, because I've always been interested. I thought this would be fun. And then I went to apply to get one, and they're like, you need a gun license. I'm like, well, I might as well just get a normal gun then. And as, <laughs> and as you start off, you get your twenty two and mm-hmm. do some plinging, spend a lot of time burning through ammo. Sure, and, uh, cheap ammo. Yeah, very, very cheap ammo. Back then, it's going to be a bit different now. <laughs> yeah, still, relatively. Yeah, yeah. A lot, lot cheaper than... Uh, cheaper than your 300 Win Mag. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then upgraded to a 300 Win Mag as my second, my first centerfire, which probably wasn't the best <laughs> idea I ever had. That's probably not the, the highest recommendation, but no. plenty of people do it. Yeah, so. that's right. And um, yeah, then basically went from that. I started to get interested in long range yep. and um, started going out to local F-class events and shooting out there and putting a few rounds down range and learning all the techniques has been a good experience for the last probably six years or so. And you've you've had some success with the F class sort of things. Yeah, I've um, picked up a trophy or two along the way. I've uh, been lucky with uh, one certain competition where I was teamed up with probably one of SA's best gunsmiths, and yep. um, we managed to come home with a win. And that was a very difficult day, a lot of difficult conditions, and oh, yeah, fantastic, mate. So that, that's your highlight of your shooting career. You'd yeah, say? definitely, definitely. It was a good, good. Good day, definitely. And when you're saying long range, what, what oh, F-class, I guess, so you're shooting yep. out to, what, 1,000 yards? Yeah, uh, we do anywhere from 300 out to 1,100 metres where we shoot. Yeah, okay. Yep. Oh, fantastic. So they're good, good distances, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun. Magic. And, and hunting has been a, a thing for you? Yeah, we've been out and about with our friends. We're, as I'm getting a bit older, I want to start getting into hunting a bit more, a bit more back to nature. Yep. And, um, yeah, just trying to get out there and find... Uh, some good properties, and uh, yeah, 
oh. spend some time out. What do you like to hunt? What have you done previously? Um, mostly, basically all the ferals, um, yep. bar the donkeys and uh, the pigs. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, going after all the usual goats, rabbits, foxes. It's, yeah, it's good fun. Yep, good, good challenge. Good and yeah, good lot of exercise walking around trying to find them. Walking around, I thought you were a long range shooter, mate. I thought you'd just sit in one spot and just wait for them to come. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> got to make it look like I'm doing something. Yeah, that's it. Got to keep fit somehow. That's exactly right. Yeah, excellent, mate. So, um, well, that's really good that you've been able to apply your your work and, and what you've learnt through your occupation in, into your passion. Yeah, into, yeah, into no, it's, been, it's been a good experience in it, all in all. And, um yeah, we've got a few more products. That... Well, that that was my next question. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, of course, a bloke like you keeps thinking of ideas and thinking. I, I love I love your style of of uh, saying, yeah. Well, I need that, so I'll give it. A, I'll, I'll make it work. We'll see if I can make it work. And then if it works, you go, yeah. I wonder if someone else might need that. And that's that seems to be the way you've come up with a bunch of the stuff you're working on. And have you got anything else you can tell us, or is it all top secret? Oh. I like to keep a few things under wraps, uh, but we are looking at diversifying a bit from not just, well, we scope tools diversified from the chassis itself, but we're probably going to be looking at something along the lines of a load development next, just trying to fine tune your rifles and we'll see how we go from there. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're making a product that's going to help. Yeah. People. Yeah. That's exactly right. We're going to try and come up with a couple ideas to just make finding your, uh, your correct load a little easier. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, you've got me intrigued. Um, that's the. Or is there other things in the pipeline, or they're all they're all hush hush? Yeah, most of the other stuff we do like to keep pretty quiet. As with the scope tool, we've actually because uh, there's nothing else like that. We uh, apply for a lot of patents with our gear, and one of those things is we can't really divulge. But we have yep. got some pretty cool ideas. Ah, oh, good. All right, cool. Well, we, we, we look forward to seeing what comes out of that. Now, you've had some good success with your scope tool. Can, can you want elaborate a little bit more about where that's gone? Because yeah. that's pretty exciting for an Australian invention. Yeah, we've basically gone all around the world within probably two or three months from release. We've been US uh, through Europe, uh, even sent a couple of scope tools off to Africa. Yeah, right. yeah I didn't see that one coming. Um, yeah, it's it's been pretty good. We've um, also got another uh, lot of scope tools that have gone over to Canada, and we're looking at maybe doing the, the largest distributor over there, which would be pretty good. Yeah, right. So is, it, is that individuals buying them, or is that shops? or what? what it's a you... mixture of a lot, actually. It's Yeah, it's really good. We really want to start pushing the American market, because that's where a lot of the shooters are. And Sure. A, few, yeah. a bit of our audience is from the US as well, despite us being an Australian-based podcast. Um, yeah, we, we do get quite a few listeners from the US as well. So maybe some of them have seen your uh, senior products over there. Yeah, that'd be good. We're tr- actually trying to get over to a uh, shot show in America at some stage, but we just ran out of time with um, a lot of our product development and a few other things this year. Otherwise, we would have been there, but we'll always aim for the year after. Yeah, so okay. I say. <laughs> so shot show. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be good to get over and uh, have a chat to a few of the guys and, um, yeah, just... See what we see, and I've seen it's pretty good from what I've seen on the internet. Have your chassis made it over to the US yet, or that's obviously a big market for you, or you're not playing that card at the moment? Uh, we're looking into it. We're just trying to work out basically what needs to be done over here yep. with the, the, in regards to customs and defense export, but it's definitely something we want to do. Yep. Um, we're hoping by the time we make it to SHOT Show, we'll have all of our products there for everybody to have a look at. Fantastic. So that's uh, you're talking SHOT 
2017. It'll be 17, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I might have to tag along with you. That sounds like good fun, hey? Oh, I think so. So, Steve, you better give us the uh, the, the the cellmate. Where can we see your products and, and where can people um, catch up with them or try them out or anything along those lines? Well, yeah, we're looking at maybe doing a bit of a show day uh, with one of the Southern Shooters courses and maybe bring a few guns out and um, let people put some rounds down range to see how they go. And Yep, that'll be that'll be good for the people in Adelaide. What yeah, about yeah. Um, you got Shot Expos coming up or anything? Or Yeah, we're looking at, because we've done the uh, Victoria, Queensland last year, and we had a lot of guys get their hands on. We're looking at doing uh, Sydney as well, and um, we'll see how we go. Yes, that's uh, that's June coming up, 2016. Yes, things are coming up very quickly. Yeah, it doesn't take long, does no, it, mate? Definitely not. Absolutely, almost. Uh, it's December when we're recording this, so it's uh, yeah. taking uh, taking off anyway. The year's almost over. So, uh, fantastic. So, the guys in Sydney, if they want to get their hands on it, Shot Expo is going to be the time to do so. And where can they find you online if they want to have a look at it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's precisionrifleproducts.com. And, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, go on and check it out. Magic, and, and they can drop you an email or give you a yeah, call Yeah, definitely. Get, yeah. Uh, uh, phone numbers on there, emails on there, and yeah, just more than happy to have a bit of a chat, see maybe if you guys have a few ideas and see what we can come up with. And So we, yeah. we just want to clarify, the bullpup's available in Remington, short action, and the ticker? Yeah, ticker, yeah. short action calibers as well. So like your 243, your 260, your 308, anything that fits that accuracy international sh- uh, short action magazine. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the restriction is the mag. Yep. Yeah, that's and, right. And then, um, so your ticker and your remis. And have you got anything on the cards for any other actions at some point? We'll probably look at doing the Howler Weatherby line next because they're quite a popular rifle and I've had a lot of interest with those, definitely. Yep. And that's is that the same in the modular setup or that's just the bullpup? Yeah, well, if we do it in the bullpup, we'll do it in the modular. The bullpup's the hard one to uh, design around because of the plastic side panels. Sure. Yep. And yes, uh, getting the moulds done and changed is uh, quite a... Uh, Expensive process, so <laughs> we try to think of everything we can so we don't have to change them too much, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, no problems. Um, and the uh, I was going to ask, have you done anything with Lithgow? Because that would be that would be it's exciting to see someone in Australia manufacturing um, chassis and, and aftermarket upgrades. It's really really good to see. And uh, anyway, that's my my dream is you do something with Lithgow because that's yeah, kind of cool. I definitely want to do something with the Lithgow rifles because I like as my products are Australian. I'd really like to push Australian products yeah. myself with what we do. And um, yeah, no, it'll be very good. I'll come quite uh, anxious to see these rifles come out and have a bit of a play with. Yeah, absolutely. See if you can uh, make something for them because um, I'm pretty sure that that will be a fairly popular thing. You know, as, as oh, definitely. Through Southern Shooters, we're putting together this invitational challenge and more and more of those precision rifle-style events are going to happen in Australia. And guys are you know, going to want an Australian rifle to be able to sort of compete with them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a str- uh, the new precision rifle-type series is definitely taking off. Um, we've actually sponsored a couple of these over in um, Victoria. Oh, we fantastic. sent some uh, gear over for them to try and give away. And, yeah, it's been a good experience as well. Magic. Magic. Oh, very good. Well, um, that's probably about it for uh, this episode. So thanks uh, very much, Steve, for coming in. Yep, no worries. Thanks and for having me in. No dramas, and we look forward to, uh, to um, seeing some of your products out more and about. And um, I'm still waiting for you to do a rim long action uh, one. But anyway, I'll keep, I'll keep asking that, and Steve keeps telling me eventually, eventually. Um, 
So, Steve, thanks for coming in, guys. If you want to check out uh, what Precision Rifle Products are doing, uh, make sure you hit their website. It will be in our show notes. And uh, it's good to see uh, some Australian innovation happening there on the Precision Rifle side of things. Thanks for coming in, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter.